0: I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be $40,000 short on payroll. Oh and so I'm like, oh no. And I don't, my family doesn't have the money. Um, I, I ended up, uh, so I call it my payroll company and they, I told them what's going to happen and they go, we'll give you the money.
1: You know, I spoke with Steve, he's <laughs> trying to transition smoothly. Mm-hmm. So with Steve Holasnik, we talk about money. And uh, I'll tell you, small business needs to manage your money appropriately. I think he was very candid about what his services are like and his competition. And I thought it was fascinating what he said about Cabbage and his other mainstream competitors and what's going on there. Let's listen in. What's it like to be a landlord in this shit storm?
0: It's been good.
1: <laughs> Why is it? <laughs> I know.
0: I, know. Oh. Uh, I, I got lucky. Um well, I, I mean, in some regards, I, I moved out of the space and um, the two of the offices went super fast because people want to get out of their house. Oh, I, I was you, ex-
1: your space was a standalone office. <laughs> one person could work on or it could. Yeah. be. OK.
0: Yeah. And then my other tenants been very reasonable. And, uh, you know, I have a poker club that moved in downstairs <laughs> just before the pandemic and they haven't been able to really. Yeah but they've been paying the rent. Um, so I, I've been lucky, you know, the Pilates studio has been working with me a little bit and yeah. she's done a nice job and I've reduced her rent a little bit, yeah. not much, but you know, enough you, gotta, you gotta help out. Cause that business is totally yeah. effective. I, I get it. I get it.
1: Yeah, so the, uh, a poker club, like what's that?
0: So they, they're always downstairs to see, they took two rooms in the basement, which uh, they, they play poker. So they just play poker yeah. huh. so, yeah. for them. And then I have a, and then this, I had a psychologist move in, uh, agri- just before the pandemic adjacent to the poker players. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and actually she deals with addiction. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and, but she's been unbelievable and she really fixed her place up and she took the vault that I had downstairs and converted it into a waiting room. And, and, and she, she found this little niche for me for downstairs, which is psychologists because, because of the waiting room, I, I I now can charge pretty reasonable rent. And so I think I have a a nice find for that downstairs, which tended to be a little, you know, with the psychologist tended to be a little bit of a challenge with the the lower level. Yeah.
1: So, so tell me about your, uh, contemporaries, other landlords, is the same story?
0: Uh, in, I don't really know. I mean, I have a good, uh, a close friend in my EO group who owns a very, very large building in Birmingham. I'm uh, not Birmingham, um upstate New York, uh, Bimington. Bimmington, yeah. Huge, huge apartment building for college students. And oh. he's 55% uh, not rented right now when he's usually 95% rented. Um, because the people are holding off. So, uh, he, he's a really smart guy. So he, um, I think he has, uh, his bank on interest only payments right now. And then he owns another building in Queens and that's on interest only. So, you know, you just kind of work with it. And yeah. Like you gotta
1: that. be fluid. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of people don't understand that a landlord is a business owner. And I think there's this, this, perversion in, in perception. It's like, oh, Steve owns a building. He's got all his ducks in a row. The guy's a millionaire or a billionaire. If I don't pay rent, he's fine. I, I think that's what many entrepreneurs think. And then, and then they look at themselves and say, but you know, I got a real business. Um, I have to support myself. So I see a lot of landlords getting screwed uh, in my mind, but I don't know if it's really happening. I just thought that would be...
0: No, you're right. And thank you for paying your, your rent on time and, and uh, the full amount, I do appreciate it. The uh, um, you know, I, when I have to have those conversations with tenants, um, I make sure they're aware that I have a mortgage on a building yeah. and I, I have to, I have taxes that I have to pay. So I educate them on that stuff. You know, I say, listen, you have to understand I have mortgage, I got taxes. I have, I pay for utilities. And some of the yeah. spaces I say is Amen. I have to pay my bills. Yeah. you know? And so, the, you know, and I said, but, you know, what can we do going forward? Let's talk about it. You know, you know, I mean, it's a small building because I was there too. I got to know, I get to know my tenants really, really well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's a little more personal, which can be a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, the problem is, is like, I'm, I could be I'm very, very reasonable with people. Like I get to know them. So like if a guy's business fails, I'm like, okay, you know, you know, uh, well, I'm not gonna take the court anyway, you know? And so I'm like, okay, just, I'll keep your security deposit and you can move out or, you know, and I've done that a lot where I'll say like, all right, pay me half a month's rent. And in the meantime, I'm going to start showing your space. Right, 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 right. You know? Right. So, um, that's kind of where we are.
1: Yeah. It's been a great experience for us. I, uh, You know, I want to talk about your business, but before that, I I think a lot of businesses are formed from childhood. And and you you sound like you've got kind of a tough childhood. I don't really know much about it. Uh, Picked on, bullied. Where'd you go to school? Where'd you grow up?
0: I went to Watchong Hills Regional High School in New Jersey. Yeah.
1: Why were you picked on?
0: I I let people get away with it. It's hard to believe because, you know, Mike, I'm not a small guy.
1: I wouldn't f with you dude. I know.
0: Well, I don't know. You're tough. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm but to that. listen, but at this point I I'd I I'd, I'd, I'd go after you. But uh, what happened was uh I um I was always been a big guy. Yeah. And what happened was up until fourth fifth grade, I, I sound silly, but up to fifth grade I uh I I used to be a bully and I would I You would, used to be a bully. Yes. And I would pick on kids. And then one of the kids came up to me and said, you know, you get in a lot of fights and if you keep doing that, you're not going to get any friends. And so I had this crazy notion in my head. So I stopped getting in fights. I stopped doing that. And then all of a sudden, between sixth grade and junior year in high school, people found out that they could pick on me and I wouldn't respond. And it was terrible. And then in my senior year, once I got to college, I said, I am, and I really got picked on. I really got, uh, really got, you know, people, it's terrible story. Kids are, kids are vicious. They're really vicious, really terrible story. And I'm a really good hearted person. Yeah. And, um, so by the time I was a senior in high school, I said, I made a, I said, I am never, ever going to let anybody do that to me again. Yeah. And I now, I, and that at the next couple years, 10 years, I went to the extreme where I was like, you know, if you're going to piss on me, I'm coming at you. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a fiery guy. And, uh, and you know what I needed, I'm going to be honest with you. What I needed, it was a big brother who said, Hey, what are you doing? Cause my yeah. father, a great guy, but my, ba- my father worked two jobs his whole life. He was okay. a fe- professional musician, and he worked during the day, and a great guy. But he didn't know what was going on. I was yeah. good at keeping a secret, and it went on for a really long period of time.
1: Okay. Um, did that form your – so right now, you 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 offer credit financing for small business. Does that – does your lineage – not energy, but your experience as a kid growing up, does that define – why you're in this business or how you serve clients or no. how you serve nothing it has nothing to no,
0: do what i'll tell you what one of the reasons why i'm passionate about the and actually so right now i have four companies that i own yeah okay okay
1: lay, lay them out what are, what are the four
0: financing solutions is a 25 million dollar company we provide lines of credit to businesses uh, uh small businesses and nonprofits. Okay. okay then we have uh then i own elite funeral funding uh it buys life insurance policies. I have some, we have I have somebody running it for me. Uh, again, I have a partner, that's my business partner in both yeah. of these businesses. And then we have two uh, ladies who are partners in that business and they run the business and we provide the financing and the advice. That's a $25 million business. We buy life insurance policies when someone passes away yes. uh, because you usually have to wait about 45 to 60 days to get paid.
1: Oh, so you'll fund it immediately yes. minus a little interest or whatever. Correct. Okay.
0: And yeah. Yeah. And then, um, it's a great business. We're really yeah. happy with it. It's going to hit the Inc 500 fastest growing companies this year. Oh, shit, It'll be my second company that will be on that. Um, not financing solutions. I had another one that was on that. And, um, so that's another business. I, I own the building of course Yeah, yeah, yeah. business in itself. And then I own a very sm- I own a company that's, been going on for years. It's called credential agent. It's software that's in the cloud that helps companies store and manage employee credentials. Um, I don't do a lot with that business anymore, but it still produces revenue and you know, do those things. So also oh, going, going, going back to financing solutions, let me answer, answer your question yeah, because I think yeah. it's important. Um, when I w- had a uh, healthcare seeker, Dot com, which of my company's travel nurse business. Um, we uh, we went from one million to three million to five million to seven million. Right. No, in in what well, was a five five years or something like that.
1: And what what, what time frame was this? Uh,
0: oh, so right. that was two um, thousand. I, I wish I, I should memorize these notes. It was like two thousand uh, these years. It was like two thousand and uh, no wait. That's 2003. 2003 I think yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's like around that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Around that. Um, 2003. And, um, so, uh, I had this huge jump in revenue. Well, anyway, I had a $650,000 line of credit with the bank. Okay. Right. And we were, we're doing great. You know, we really are. Uh, but I had to use my line of credit because, uh, I had 108, something like that employees. And, um, we had Nurses out on payroll and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was at five fifty on my line, and I knew at some point I was gonna have to go and ask for it to get increased. And um, so my team goes out and they place a whole bunch of nurses all at once. Okay. And my Sounds payroll good. goes over is gonna go over the six fifty. And I call up my bank. My talk to my mentor. He goes, "Oh, don't worry. Just call your bank. You're doing great. They're gonna give you yeah. the money." Blah blah blah. blah. So I call up the bank and I go, um, I need to increase my line of credit and I have payroll coming up in two weeks. And, and I called them up and they go, they go, well, we'll let you, we're going to be able to let you know, but it's going to take about two months. <gasps> and I'm like, I, I mean, I'm in the business of providing nurses who don't really know me exactly. They're not going to say, Wait. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be $40,000 short on payroll. And so I'm like, oh no. And I don't, my family doesn't have the money. Um, I, I ended up, uh, so I call it my payroll company and they, I told them what's going to happen and they go, we'll give you the money, right? Your payroll company. My payroll company gave me the money. The guy was like a, he, he was actually a competitor to me, but he let me put my nurses on his payroll okay too. so he kind of like was running the separate business on the side which was real smart and uh yeah and and so he gave me the money um i i i paid him back in um i think nine days you know or something like yeah. that so like and he charged me like he goes just charge me prime whatever you do whatever you want i don't go really wow care.
1: that's great money I mean, nice guy oh, why would he do that favor to you
0: um he, I think he wanted to keep me I think he saw his that me as one of his first clients for a business model. Gotcha. He wanted to make sure I was staying on top of He knew me for an, a lot of years. Yeah. um so he did that, I think you know, and um so I, anyway, the reason why I bring that story up because I know what it's like to not have a cash backup plan. Oh and, yeah, and that's what I think I do for a living. I provide a cash backup plan. And if, if you haven't worked with banks, they are impossible to work with. They want 100% collateral. They want a 700 greater greater credit score or 680 or greater credit score. They want everything, and they take their their time. And it it you know for a small business, you don't have collateral. You don't have all this other stuff. Right. If you did, in some cases, you'd be using it. Yeah, no,
1: that's totally true. But what about the flip side? Like if, if people get access to easy money, like what if that guy didn't give you the forty grand? What if yeah. would you run your business differently? I, I just find there's always a flip side. And I see some people get easy money and then they, they, they have no control and they actually worsen their situation. Well I think yes. it's wonderful what you're doing. I'm just saying there's a flip side.
0: Well, I think I you're right. Um, I I just haven't seen I mean, I haven't seen the idea. Do people use my line of credit to expand their businesses? I don't, I haven't seen it. I hey, just what's don't. a good
1: use of a line? When you give a line of credit, what's a good use of it? Like-
0: Emergency situations. Okay. Yeah, it really is. It's, I'm going to miss payroll. I have to, you know, we do a lot of business with nonprofits. So, you know, they have issues with funding coming in late. So uh, a roof on their place needs to be it has an emergency there's a leak they don't yeah. have the money so it really is for emergency type of uses gotcha I, yeah
1: where, where do you get the money like you as the financer yes where you, where'd that money come
0: from i you know over the years i just there's a couple things i did really smartly um i i i, I not only bought the that the the building that you know yeah. 10,000 square foot building uh um and I bought it for $150,000 dude
1: if people saw that building it is gorgeous i think you've one of the marquee buildings in our little town of booton yeah uh, that uh, I, one in the maxfields up the street a little bit
0: yeah yeah and um you know so that brought me assets uh to yeah. so i could leverage and then also i really as beautiful as that building is you've never seen my home my home is gorgeous and i renovated the like we completely Renovating. I'm,
1: I'm going to invite myself over now. For yeah.
0: <laughs> you're, you're invited <laughs> after coronavirus. So yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was, it's, it is a, it has 162 windows in it. What? Yeah. So, and every window, like a lot of the windows are different shapes. So I live in a, you know, uh, a community with, I live on a, a, a small lake. Um, and you know, we bought the house for $378,000 wow. and then we put in like $600,000 into it. Wow! And, um, and we, you know, and so every window has a view of the idea, the vision was to bring the outside in. I love it. Yeah. And so every window in the place is is like a little piece of artwork and it's beautiful. It's a different, a lot of different shapes. And, you know, and I have, it's, it looks like a a modern ski lodge because the way it looks, it looks like a stickly museum really. Anyway, what I learned at the age of 40 was that I have, a. a, (laughs) I wish I'm (laughs) 55. Now, uh, what I learned was that I, I have a photographic memory with visual images and I can take a, um, an image in my head, and I can turn it around like a CAD drawing and see all the possibilities. Oh. And it was – I didn't know I had it. I, have, I had severe dyslexia when I was a kid. Okay. And and one of the outcomes, the benefits of many people with dyslexia is that they're visual learners. Okay. And I didn't know that was a super a – super, uh, uh, what my kids would say, not super skilled. To... A superhero, superpower, super, super superpowers. Super yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's how old we are. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, Me, anyway. Um. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, what I've seen. In fact, I tried to make a business out of what I, that skill set because I believe as an entrepreneur, yeah, if you can take something that you are naturally good at, good at, a gift, yeah, and combine that into a business, you have a leg up. A boom. Yeah. yeah. Like, so the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start making real, pu- I'm going to start growing really big pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah. And I suck at that. <laughs> so tell me about, so, so you have the asset of the building, you have your, your home. So is it, this is your actual money that you're, yes. you're
0: per. See that's my money think. and my business partner's money. So, so but both. It us like say-
1: institu- for the lender for me, it feels like oh, it's institutional. It's like it's some bank, it's some no-name credit card company. Right. But it's actually your personal cash. Yeah, yeah. That's, I I don't know why I never understood that.
0: Yeah. Well, we I just happen to do a nice job of making money and. Saving it. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm, cons- I'm a very great saver, but why the assets have helped. The ability to leverage assets have helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing is I I don't have a super, super expensive personal life. You know, I don't buy expensive diamonds, expensive cars. You know, I but just you renovate don't...
1: your house for 600 grand, though. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but you know what? that? But that was an asset. So, yeah, yeah, sure. okay, yeah. so, so
1: what I, does it mean to leverage an asset?
0: So it, it allows me to go to a bank okay and say I have this asset it's worth 1.2 million the equity in it is worth you know uh, uh 5 or 400 uh, 500,000 okay. dollars it means that's the mortgage minus with the value of the home or whatever the building okay. and you, and the bank says oh okay, well, we'll give you either this loan or we'll give you this line of credit. Okay. And I uh, leveraged Up to
1: 500000 or whatever to protect themselves. Correct, ourselves. correct. So when you, your company lends out money to businesses, what size tranches are you lending out?
0: Uh, so it's uh, the average line of credit we yes. put out is $50,000. Okay. And and it can go up as high as $100,000. Okay. But, and they're not taking out 50, they're taking out, well, they can, but they're taking out 20 or 30,000 or something like that. And they're paying, they pay it back. back, Yeah. The reason the business works is because they don't keep it out for a very, very long period of time. They keep it out for, you know, six weeks and then they pay it back. And so, you know, I'm able to continue to leverage, um, keeping to giving it to other people.
1: Okay, yeah. so h- how does that line of credit work? If, if I get a line of credit for your, through your company, do do I have a, an actual bank account, or I have to call the company and you guys wire me? You, to
0: check- you log into a customer portal, or okay. you can call us, or you can email us. You'll say, "Is I need ten thousand dollars? I need it, I I need it today." We yeah. wire it right into your account. You have it, and then you. Um, every week there's a minimum payment, very small that yet that you make.
1: Which and, basically is the interest to maintains. Well,
0: yeah, well, the first four weeks there's no, the, there's no fees. So, so, and what I mean by that is, so we take the, so let's say you want $5,000. Yeah. I will wire you $4,750 and then there's no fees for four weeks. And then I, after, got, to, I got to pay you back 5,000. Correct, okay. and then so after that, after your money, right? After four weeks, then we charge you ninety-seven dollars a week for every week that it's still out. And um, you know, I really like. It sounds expensive, yeah. If you run the numbers, but you 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 know, it really there's no fees to get it the line set up. There's no fees to, to yeah. So sell.
1: time there's no time, which is a big expense, right?
0: You it's get, huge it's a big deal. Everybody should have one. I'm shocked when someone says, no, I'm not going to do it. I, I think, you know, my business partner thinks that, you know, some people look at the money and they say, oh, I don't want to get it because I'm afraid I might use it.
1: Right. Well that, that okay. So that's my gut in, instinct. Yeah. It's like, I may use it the wrong way is I yeah. think what they're saying.
0: Yeah. But I, we don't see
1: that, you know, we Yeah. Really you don't. Don't, and it is quote unquote expensive, but if it's managed well from my side, that being a client of yours, and it's it's two hundred bucks for something that, that handles an emergency. That's a good investment. Yeah. If I live off of that, and people do that with credit cards all the time, right? Yes. They, they have credit card debt that just lives on forever. It's burying yes. them. Yeah. Um, and I'm
0: not saying you know, I don't have clients like that, but it's not a lot. Okay.
1: How how do you know for because because you can get screwed. This is your personal money. You're, you lend me money. I'm like, ah, oh, sorry, Steve, I'm out of here. How do you protect you?
0: Well, we by by the amount that we charge. Okay, um, it, we could not do the business if if we didn't charge what we charge. Okay, we're not sitting there making like unbelievable amounts of money. It, it's a it's a good business. Yeah, but it's not over the top. And so let me give you an example. My competitors are On Deck, Cabbage, Bluevine. Yeah. Those are some of my competitors. So they were out there charging um 20 between 19 and 28 percent um and we and but they have the same default rates that we have mm, gotcha. so what's happened now with the virus we were just waiting for a recession yeah, because we knew the recession was going to knock those people out they're not making enough money or why they they so nobody so on deck, Cabbage, Bluevine—all these other companies are not providing any loans now. They're done. Oh, okay. And the reason being is that they were funded by banks. Okay. And they were funded by investors. And now the investors are like, uh, "Wait a minute, uh, where's my money?" Yeah. And yeah. and wait, it's going to really come to roost because not only do, do they stop getting funded, but they um. Now they're going to lose all their a lot of their capital. Why is that? And because businesses, I I think the recession is good. This is going to be bad. Yeah, don't talk, talk to me.
1: Okay, so th- oh, dude, this is the stuff I wanted to talk about. So, what's coming our way? Why is it going to be bad? I think so too.
0: It's um for me, it's because I've been through it before. Yeah. Um, you, it's it's you know, it's really I I wish I'm not a. I'm not a financial guru by any means. Right. So it's it's just, I've been through this before, it's gonna get really nasty. You're gonna have lots of businesses declare bankruptcies. Um, you're gonna have, you know, it's gonna, I was really happy when I heard the other day that the feds are projecting only a 9% unemployment rate for the next couple of years. I was like, oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> You know, nine percent's not that bad. <laughs> God, yes. You know, yeah. um, but it's just you know you're talking about just a lot of industries are just really you know people are not going to be spending tons of money anymore. Yeah, four out of f- five dollars is consumer related. You know, people uh, are going to be unemployed. They're not going to be spending a lot of money. The, the 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 whole PPP program right now and the unemployment extra six hundred dollars is going to be running out. Yeah. It's going to get bad.
1: That's my thought, too, is that we are running on fumes. We get this artificial injection of cash, PPP, uh these different loans. I also think July 15th. Now, th- this is broadcasting, I think, before that. I'm not sure. But July 15th, I think, is D-Day for small business. July 15th is when taxes are due now. So the April 15th taxes got delayed till July 15th, federal. The June 15th got delayed to July 15th. And I think small businesses blown that money. Like, oh, it's free money. I don't, have to, I don't pay my taxes this year. And then July 15th is going to come. The government's going to go, where the F is my money? And people are going to say, I, I. And then the government ain't such a nice, oh, if everyone thinks the government's nice handing out these PPP loans. The government is going to punch us in the face <laughs> over and over. And it's, I think it's going to be a calamity. That's my fear.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, let me tell you some in, uh, insider information. Okay. Oh. So. I don't know what to, I don't know what you're going to think of this yet. I mean, you tell me what you think of this. But so, our clients that have our lines of credit, yeah, they're not using they're not using their line of credit at all. Our, yeah, like for the last two months because they all got PPP money. Oh uh, yeah, that, that's uh. one thing. And then the second thing is, um, I think the decisions that we made in certain verticals that we're in heavily in they are very it goes back to what i was saying before people use the money smartly yeah And i really think that a lot of the people that have our line of credit are making the right decision to not use their line of credit now and i th- and i think it's because they're just we picked the right type of businesses we had some businesses, yes that are essential that are doing very very well yeah we have other clients that were we're, 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 right in due diligence. We were like, you know, that's, we're not going into this area cause it's too risky. Like, for example, we don't work with, tr- uh, uh, transportation companies or trucking companies. Too risky? Know that that's too risky. It's very risky. They, Why is it so they, risky? They, they, there's a history in trucking companies where they think paying bills is optional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah. we have, there's a couple of verticals like that. Right. Um, and they just think, oh, well, you know, I'm just not going to pay that bill. I don't, I don't yeah. care. Yeah.
2: Right?
0: Um, so, uh, anyway, we we seem to have been the verticals that we pick were very very smart. Whereas, like for example, going back to On Deck, they were heavily involved in a restaurant business. Oh yeah, done. They're done, right? Done. I mean, you know, I think they said one out of every four restaurants is going to be going is out of business within twelve is within twelve months, which sounds awfully low to me. One out twelve, four. Dude, in bootin here. Uh, I think half of them are going to be shuttered.
1: Here's that one right across from our building, your building, our building, um, which is the new taco place. They're done.
0: Yeah, they, they were doing, but they were done before the They were done virus. beforehand,
1: but this is, and maybe it's a, actually, maybe it's a blessing. Yeah. Buden's um, overstaffed with it, but, but uh, with, with restaurants, I think uh, Sharky's, which is a popular restaurant, is, is going to struggle. I, so I'm really concerned about that industry. I'm concerned for my business about my clients' business, so you
3: know,
1: in one of my in profit first professionals, which we have in in your building, we service accounts. We have 450 accountants. I am talking with my accountants regularly, saying, "How are your clients doing?" Because my sense is, they lose their clients 60 days later or 30 days later, they're not getting paid. That means 30 days after that, I'm not getting paid. Th- that's how I'm trying to predict it. And right now, it's starting to get a little shaky. The thing with accountants is. Everyone has to get PPP loans, or is trying to still. So that gave them a lot of work, and taxes aren't due till July fifteenth. So there's all this tax work that's still happening. But then July sixteenth, all the tax work's done. I'm I'm just super scared about that time. I, it depends on your.
0: I the only thing I would be worried about with your business would be: is do the people who use Profit First that your your clients? Yeah. Do they feel that your service is? is invaluable to them. Yeah. That's right? the question. What do you think?
1: The people, here's what I think. The people who've done profit first think it's invaluable. The people who haven't done profit first can't see the
0: value. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you're not going to get any new clients. I'm not going to get new clients.
1: No. Are, oh, so we get emails in saying, this This has saved my business. This has saved my business. Um, I don't know if there's enough. Uh, so we've got we estimate 350,000 companies have implemented profit first. A portion of them then hire my accountants. That keeps me going. I I don't know if there's, we we need the active new demand. And that's my fear.
0: Well, let me tell you, uh, uh, something that I learned with healthcare seeker. Okay. Mm. So expert seeker was a great company, really made very profitable for me. Um, and you know, I I, t- I wrote a, I wrote a book and I wrote this. I'm sorry, I wrote a chapter in this book, which is I'm very proud of the chapter I wrote. It talks about all the business I did and when I, you know, some situations. I don't make the, I don't make this long. Uh, Expert seeker, I when the trade towers fell, which I was in your office. I know. And I saw the smoke in the sky from the towers i remember to this day crystal clear beautiful sky and smoke going right across the horizon right when what was ta- that, were you
1: what did you feel like when you saw
0: that yeah, it, like everyone feels like right now a deer in a headlight
1: yeah, yeah.
0: you do not really know but in fact that was different like i didn't really know it was different. like i i had people starting to walk in i had like 20 people working for me at the time right yeah. and i had people coming in they're like they they came in they were like oh the a a, a Plane flew into the towers. I'm like, all right, all right, whatever, get to work, right? I <laughs> thought it was a passenger plane, right? I think yeah, you know, a
1: little Cessna was, or little something, thing, right? Yeah.
0: And then, and then they keep dropping in. I'm getting more and more information. I'm like, you know, so another, another person and I and I say that I go, is it a? It was a passenger chain. Just you know, don't worry about it. It's not be deal. Yeah. She goes, no, it was a 747. I go, a 747. Yeah. And I look and I see, you know, I'm seeing the smoke and I, and so everybody's like starting to really mull around and really you know and i said all right stop everybody let's go to Heavenly temptations she had like you know four tvs yeah yeah we all went down there we were all watching it and we watched the first tower fall together yeah and you know, girls were crying people were crying because of people yeah. and it was like that anyway at that point i knew it was over for my business for that business, because we had gone from 1 million to 3 million to 5 million to 6 million. But then it was the year 2000. And the business I was in was placing consultants partly to address the year 2000 problem and work was starting mm. to go overseas. So we went from 6 million the year before for the first time ever, I went down to 5 million in revenue. And I was like, "Uh Oh, this is it. And when those planes hit, I said, that's it. They're not going to be using consultants anymore because I knew that we were going to go into a recession. So a month later, I let go 95% of my staff. My gosh. Yeah. And I just blew up the company. It still went on for five years. Really? (laughs) Yeah. And then I started looking for another business, which was healthcare seeker. Yeah. Healthcare seeker, same growth path, incredible. Inc. 500, five fest going went way up and I really loved the company I really had gathered this team yeah yeah I just really knew what I was doing you know I was a much better business owner at this point yeah and I was hiring the right people I built the right culture I loved my team and um, we'd gone up to seven million and we were on our way to doing over 10 million and at that point I was gonna sell okay have you sold a business? For peanuts, okay. Like, okay, yeah, not that's the biggest. That's the. In fact you, you
1: do be, in fact, you sold a company. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's it was, believe me, it was like two or three hundred thousand dollars, which is a. Dude, joke. I'll take. It. I bet half <laughs> people listening to this would take it in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, anyway, it, it's the one thing I haven't done. Yeah. I would like to do it. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but anyway, we'll see. Um, but anyway, healthcare seeker, I did the complete opposite. Yeah, I le- I did let go like a, a few people, but I really really liked the business, and I said. Hey, if I can keep getting better at what I'm doing, keep my team together on the back end, a recession typically lasts 18 months. I said, okay, I have I have the runway. I have the money. I can make this. Okay. No big deal. Let me tell you what happened. Two things. The first thing is that recession, as we all know, went on for, you know, three, four Ever. years, yeah, right? Yeah. But this is another thing, Mike. The recession in my business and my industry went on for six years. So there's a there's a global recession, and then there's a recession in your business. Interesting. And so I don't think that there's going to be the people get rid of their accountants. The last thing you do is you get rid of your accountant. That's true, right? And the first thing you do is bring on an accountant later on when, right, right, right. When you're coming back. Yeah. So you're, I, you know, you, it's going to be tough, but you know, but this is my lesson in this, a recession lasts two to three times longer than you think it does. So right now in your head, Mike, and everybody else out there is you need to say to yourself, what happens to me if this lasts two or three times longer yeah, yeah. than I think it does, because I, I tell you the truth, that wasn't what I thought. And um, what you know, I, I thought, okay, I just need to handle this for another maybe uh, eighteen months, two years. Sure, sure. Right? So in my own business, financing solutions, we let people go three weeks ago.
1: Because you had you actually noticed the impact, people stopped taking loans. Yes. And you think this is going to last for your business three years longer than.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of things going on right now that we think is really going to uh, hurt. Um, people aren't going to, because we're not going to be able to, like, we're still providing lines of credit, but you, got, you know, you got to be a good business. Yeah. And you got to be, you got to be real careful now. Yeah. Because if be someone borrows
1: real- money and then they go down. That's
0: right. It's hard to recover. Yeah. It's really hard.
1: I presume your business actually thrives in a booming economy because businesses are on an uptick. They borrow money and maybe they can't, maybe they're not running it prudently, but they can handle the cash flow, And hopefully they are running it prudently. Yes. But even if they're running really smart and we're in a recession, uh, so what's your next move? Are you well, studying? yeah,
0: so we, so we did the right, we did the smart decision. We really cut our expenses huge down, right? Like I, you know, everybody's now working out of their house. Yeah. I moved out of the building because I was paying myself rent out of my well, own yeah, building. It's, it's, yeah.
1: If nothing else, it's an asset you're not
0: utilizing. Right. Yeah. Um, so we really cut everything back. Um, we had, we now keep in mind that we really think that our competitors are not going to um, provide funding. Yeah, that's good. All right, So that's good. And a huge line item for me is the cost of acquiring clients. So really? the, yeah advertising is, is really a huge expense for us. It's very expensive for me to acquire a client. So oh. if you know with my competitors out there, it's going it's going to bring it down. So you know my guess really, I, I think um, a, a year from now, we will start really growing again. And, yeah. uh, and so, I mean, I, Mike, I'm honestly, the busiest I've ever been in, in my life right now. And part of it has to do, yes, with the idea of moving everybody out of their, the offices and yeah. me moving and setting up in my house and getting everything. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's been challenging, but, um, I'm spending all my time right now, uh, making sure that our website and our articles and everything that we're doing for what's called search engine optimization which is how google finds you yeah yeah um i i have one year to really build our company up so that google allows people when they're typing their something in the google they can find us easily and it's and Did I used to
1: say the Google. Did you say when people type? Uh, into I, the Google?
0: It's like the monopoly. Yes. I <laughs> yeah, don't say the Google. Yeah. That's, but, that's
1: SEO 101. <laughs> yeah.
0: But the, the Google's been, uh, I've been a, the Google guy for like 15 yeah. years. I, you know, my skill set is lead generation, the ability to get people coming to us. That's yeah. my skill set. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, you know, I, I think when people listen to this, some people will come to you just because it's refreshing to hear there's a real guy. It's not ca- cabbage to me is a bank or whatever, but you're a real guy. And I never, I don't know why I didn't click. I knew it was your money, but I didn't, I, like, you're actually invested in these businesses. I don't know. To me, there's something different there. It's,
0: well, it is, especially, especially because, like, we'll listen to a story. Yeah. You know, we'll listen to, you know, okay, so, you know, kind of tell me what, you, now listen, don't, don't get me wrong. We're going to, you need to have a, a 650 or better credit score. Yeah. Okay. You need need to have that. Right. Uh, Some businesses, we'll go down to 620, but it's a certain vertical that we pick and stuff like that. Right. You know, listen, you need to be for a business over $400,000 in revenue. All right. I'm not, we're not putting money into startups and stuff like that. I mean, that's 400,000 is not much really. Um, but, yeah, I mean, but, you know, we're looking at other things and we're making a determination based on 25 years of our experience. My business partner is super smart. And yeah. and, and we're, we're looking at a business saying, you know, that's a good business. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's what other companies don't do. I think that's what's cool. Uh, Stephen, ask, Nick, where can our listeners find out more about financing solutions?
0: So go to FSCreditLine.com. Okay. And then that's FS and financing solutions FScreditline.com you can go there you can find out tons of uh, uh, you know good information we will give you a free quote we don't check your we do not check your credit score oh that's good yeah so you'll get a quote it will be in writing you know someone will call you and go over um, the you know the quote with you um, if you want to move forward then what we ask for is, Bank statements, tax returns, or 990s if you're, you're a nonprofit, uh, driver's license, voided check, and
1: and you're a smart marketer. Do should people use a code or something from listening to this
0: podcast? Yeah, it put Mike and put Mike in the there. Um yeah, M-I-K-E, Mike. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then we'll we'll kind of know it's from from you.
1: Yeah, that's great. So you'll know, and and I don't know if that'll afford you. Besides that, they came from the show, and you're like, uh, we can't we can't lend money to. Friends. <laughs> Stephen, what's the website? One more time.
0: It's fscreditline.com. Wonderful. Stephen, yeah. thank you so much. Good Thanks, season. Mike. Good luck to you. You too. Be well. let's see you.
1: We're back. I want to get a sense for what your impression was. Uh, Kels, why do you, you... didn't go first in a little while, so you're going to go first this time.
3: Okay. So, I thought this was super interesting. I, I mean, what was most interesting that he leverages his own money, he and his business partner's money. I think that's super interesting. I honestly didn't even think that that was a possibility for people to do, like, unless you were a, uh, you know, like venture capital company, kind of like that. Like, um, it just, yeah, it took me aback. Um, But I also was super appreciative of how aware he was of like metatrends and, and, the awareness of of verticals of industries that he will work with or won't work with, and and how that's really helped him, um, you know, after twenty five years of being in business, that that awareness and that accumulation of knowledge, I think, is really interesting, and I love hearing that. Um, so those are my big takeaways. Aim,
4: um, I he was it was so interesting. I had no idea how a financing company worked. I mm-hmm. had no idea he used his own money. That was like. Mind bending. Um, But really what I loved about his interview was really his personal story. I really loved how he shared um, some of the pain points he had growing up and um, just really um, appreciated getting to know him a little bit better. Somebody that we've actually gotten to meet, but to get to know him a little better.
3: Yeah, I agree.
1: Were you you ever bullied growing up, Amy?
4: Um, I wouldn't say well, I'm the youngest of four, so kinda, but um that's just, <laughs> <I said laughs> my that. own family imposed stuff yeah i didn't I didn't have an ongoing bully. I had a couple like rough days uh, on the yeah. schoolyard kind of thing, but nothing ongoing really.
2: yeah, that was my experience too so. Jay Bum. Yeah. hey just a side note with the with the bullying thing. I heard something great the other day. Uh, there was a guy talking about uh, the bullying situation. he said specifically to online cyberbullying. He was like, you know what? he's like, if you start getting bullied online, he's like Get offline. Go outside. Go do something. He's like, you know, like kind of like remove yourself from from that situation. Like you don't have to stay there. You know, you can because I don't. I don't think people think about that and they just start getting. Into
1: yeah, but way. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But doesn't cyberbullying go back to the school? I mean, I, I don't. I wonder if it's that easy to turn off.
2: I don't know. Oh no, no, no. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's lots of facets to it, um, but I just think his point was good. Like you don't have to engage. You know, mm, right yeah. in, in that yeah. situation when you choose to. So, yeah. right. um, what was your take? So I like, uh, I mean, he had a lot of curveballs thrown at him with a lot of things, uh, specifically when he was telling the story about the Twin Towers. And when he saw the smoke, he knew that uh, his business was done. Yeah. And he laid off 75% of his staff. Um, And so I just think that that once again points to uh, the level of resiliency and the mindset that you have to have when you go into having a business. And it's like, okay, looks like this chapter is done. What does my next chapter look like? So and my takeaway
1: was was the, also the bullying, but I thought it was just interesting how one day it was like a switch. I've never heard someone like that. That was a bully, and then one day says, "I'm never going to be a bully again." But then yeah, he at that the, age, uh, at that age, but yeah. then he went to the other extreme. He became the victim, and I wonder if it was like paybacks or if he was just someone that could be walked on. Now it was just weird, and then it sounds like he made a switch back the other way. Nothing's a bully, but he won't be bullied anymore. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that comment? I like, was we're talking. It's like yeah. It, don't don't take advantage of me. Yeah, it's interesting. One one way, the full other, and then back.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's an interesting human experience to have, and and, um, it, I feel almost kind of like an anomaly human experience that he had the the, um, you know, the sense, the reflection, even at that time, to to, you know, have control in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I think that was really really interesting and
4: unique.
2: You know, you yeah. know, what's really cool is they did a study. Um, on uh, kids and uh, sports and, and martial arts. And they found that kids who take martial arts, a lot of, uh, I forget the number, but it was a really, really high percentage. Uh, but people think, well, it's just gonna help them. If they're already a bully, they're just gonna be a bigger bully. But it actually quells that and mm-hmm. allows them to channel that into uh, something that's non-aggressive and be more disciplined. And so it was like, they're like, I wanna say something crazy, like almost 80% less likely to be to be a bully if they take some form of martial arts training.
4: Mm.
3: Yeah, I think that makes I, sense. I'll
2: buy that. It makes
4: sense,
1: yeah. yeah. That's why hey, I'm, you got a game for us again?
2: Uh, yeah. So nice. uh, Steve associated with um, Inc. 500 companies, right? Yes. So we have uh, some trivia related to Inc. 500. All right, so true or false. Most Inc. 500 companies are located within cities that have 100,000 or more people. <clears> hmm. <throat> Okay. All right. Number two, true or false. Less than 10% of this year's Inc. 500 companies have CEOs who are women.
1: Less than 10%? Yes. This year being 2020 or 2019. Well,
2: the latest year that the data was
1: available. Yeah, whenever that was. Okay. Um, Okay.
2: I'm good. All right. Question three. Extremely rapid, true or false. Extremely rapid growth is not easily sustainable. As a result, less than one in ten of this year's class was on the list.
0: What
2: That's worded weird. <laughs> I don't understand. No the reap like you know people two years in a row Is it uh, Oh there you go. yeah, yeah yeah.
4: Okay, say it one more time for me, chair. I'm sorry.
2: Extremely rapid growth is not easily sustainable. As a result, less than one in ten of this year's class, was on the list. I guess from, the three, last, from, last, from last year. Last year. Yeah. Okay. I love partial questions. <laughs> I know you do. You you do them all the time.
1: Okay. And Does then it we, rain like, mostly in the? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, wait, you do. can come up I with do the do questions, do questions
2: next time. Oh. I do do partial questions. Um. So the last one's multiple choice. Um. I'm trying to think which one I want to do here. Okay. This is a cool one. Which one of these companies never appeared on the Inc. 500 or on its predecessor, uh, the Private 100? Is it A, Microsoft and Oracle? Uh, B, Lost Arrow, they're the makers of Patagonia. C, FedEx, Charles Schwab. D, Domino's and the Sharper Image? Wait,
4: why are there two com- companies combined? There? Yeah. Are they owned by
2: this? I, I, possibly they might they might be related in some type of entity form,
3: <laughs> or it's just <laughs> both of those ones aren't on it.
2: <laughs> no, oh, what yeah, was the question yeah. I think I, th- I think they just paired they just paired two like possibly two up together, or they're somehow yeah. related. Yeah,
3: yeah. My guess is they just paired two possibly oh. up, but they're not actually related, linked. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. okay. okay. All right. You know what? Forget that question. I to do another question. Yeah.
3: What was the
4: answer, though? I am not telling you. <laughs> he's mad. You made
3: him he's mad. Just, <laughs> just, yeah.
2: or are there two businesses or one business? <laughs> I
3: mean, you're just, you're just mad at yourself. Uh, yeah, mad at us. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: okay. So redo question, multiple choice. Uh, almost all of the states below have had fewer than six companies make the Inc. 500 over the nine years they've compiled the list. Which Clear. of these states is the exception? Okay, so one of these states has had more than nine. Reports. Yes. Okay. Is it A. Alabama, B. Maine, or C. Mississippi? Now I get. Oh, oh that's what happened. So when I formatted it, it. Okay, that's. I, oh, never mind. But anyway. I'm so happy.
1: I, I used to, on the old show, I used to do all the questions and you guys would just slam me left yeah. and right. I'm so happy to be out of that now.
2: <laughs> <sighs> all right. So we're going to start with um, the true or false. Okay. So number one, uh, most Inc. 500 companies are located within cities of a hundred thousand or more people.
3: I said false.
2: True.
4: Uh, I don't know. I have reasons to believe both. I see. Um, I'm gonna go with false.
2: It's false. But it's a little Mike,
3: you are so confident. You made me feel bad about my answer.
2: I know, I even did the big T. Yeah. It's true.
3: It's true. Yeah,
2: but, but here here's the here's the little caveat. There the majority of the Inc. five hundred companies are near the cities. Mm. Uh, in the suburbs, but less than half are in them because they've found for some Okay, reason, that's good. I like that kind of question. They, I yeah, like that tax
3: really breaks, since they're not in the city. Yes.
2: Yeah. But with the Mark Kelsey. I like that
1: one.
3: That's our president.
2: Boom. Always thinking Thanks, about the Dean. money. Uh, number two, true or false? Less than 10% of this year's Inc. 500 companies have CEOs who are women. I say true. True. False?
3: I said false. I
2: say true.
1: true. Less
4: less than 10% are women. Is that is that phrased correctly? Yes. Yeah. Say true.
2: It is true. Damn. Although the number, um, has, right. has I know, enabled. but I
1: said damn, because I don't want to get it right. I got oh, it. Yeah. yeah. But I don't it's want a bad it.
4: one to get right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was
3: my, that's why I said Fox. I was like, no, I feel like at this point we have more than 10%. 10%. I was... thought it was going to be a trick
4: question. Like maybe it's 11%. Yeah. Like the I the thought thing. it was still going to
3: be a, a minority percentage, yeah. but I was hoping it was more than 10. Jeez.
2: Well, that also doesn't include, um, statistics, uh, that include women who are at high levels in those 500 companies, just the CEOs. So the yeah. CEO position, yeah, so that goes higher. Well, Klaus, so you can change this.
1: Yes. Make us go Inc. 500.
3: You got it, guys.
2: Change it to 10.001%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, number three, extremely rapid growth is not easily sustainable. As a result, less than one in 10 of this year's was on the previous list. I said true. True.
4: I'll say true, too.
2: False. Ah. 29% of last year's companies made this year's list. That's interesting.
4: That is. same growth. Yeah. Do they say who? uh,
2: No, on that one, I I didn't get the, Mm. the names of cool all right and then finally for the last question so about that
3: one that was too confusing to answer what
2: was the answer to that all right well let's let's rephrase that so that one was which one of these companies never appeared on the inc 500 or its predecessor right it, it was Fed, fedex uh the reason why i got to mess up is because when i formatted it um it jumbled them all together and and made it look like that they were into indiv- the
1: I put oh, and I, I crossed say. out because we weren't
2: doing the <laughs> <laughs> Alabama. Okay, but the last one. So uh, mm-hmm. almost all the states uh, below have had fewer than six companies make the Inc. Five Hundred. Uh, which of these states is the exception? Is it Alabama? Alabama, or...
1: baby.
3: I said Alabama too. What are you saying? Oh,
4: peer pressure. Peer pressure. Please? No, what did you write? Very smart people. Very smart people. Um, I'm going to go with what was the other option? Mississippi.
2: The main Mm -hmm.
4: going with Mississippi,
2: Alabama. (laughs)
1: Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Because Alabama, you got Birmingham. I mean, you got some big cities there. Yeah. But they're not
2: in the big cities.
1: No, but they're on the outskirts and the suburbs.
2: There you go. Yeah. And I didn't get into it. It There's another interesting stat in there about uh, the percentage of uh, equity that's given away uh, when within the first uh year that these companies start before they become inc 500 companies and they, they, there was a correlation oh. there was a correlation with that to get yeah. more and more money in to have that rapid growth so
1: yeah. it's pretty cool interesting
2: interesting. Yeah. interesting
1: cool all right our dear listener friends thanks for joining us today we ask that you rate us and review us be honest but be kind And uh, also, please visit us at MikeMotorBike.com. Click on Get the Free Tools. We got free chapter downloads from all my books, plus some other surprises waiting for you at MikeMotorBike.com. All right, it's official. We're out of here. Wishing you good times.
4: Bye. Bye.